it all has to link back to practical insights, practical takeaways about how, firstly, we, we can come through the, the current crisis. Don't conduct your analysis in isolation because data is so incredibly powerful. Not defending just the tribe, but defending the organization. Those creative people that you really want to keep empowered, keep excited, keep motivated, keep thinking. Good experience pays dividends down the line. Stereotypes tend to break down in proximity. Welcome to We're Only Human, a podcast about human resources, business, technology, and the workplace. My name is Ben Eubanks, your host, and I'm so glad you're here. Hey, everyone. Welcome to We Are Only Human. I am Ben Eubanks, your host. I'm so glad to have you here with us today. And today we're going to have a fun conversation. I actually had the opportunity recently to meet Bill and and talk to him and actually join him on his show. And we'll hear about his show in just a little bit. And we were just laughing a minute ago before we started recording about being able to share as a podcaster, being able to show up as a guest somewhere else is a different kind of feeling. So I'm excited to give him that that chance today and also to learn from him a little bit because he has a unique perspective on the world. So, Bill, welcome to the conversation, sir. Hey, Ben, thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here today. Absolutely. I'm thrilled to, again, dive into this. I had a really fun interview with you recently. And so, again, go ahead, get us started. Just introduce yourself. Tell us a little about who you are and what you do. Absolutely. Yeah, as Ben mentioned there, he and I recently had a conversation, actually, on the HR Chat Show, which is a, a podcast that I started back in 2016. If you want to check out part one of this conversation it's episode 263 on the HR chat show enough enough promotion for that though I'm Bill Bannum I'm the founder of the HR Gazette magazine I started back in 2014 my background is in magazines and events I was the editor of an HR magazine in the UK uh, called HR Review and then I moved over to beautiful Toronto in, in Canada uh, where I worked for a uh, performance management platform and it was there that as a hobby I started the HR Gazette back in 2014. It covers everything to do with human resources. You'll be surprised to hear. So whether that's company culture, employment law, HR tech, diversity and quality, you name it. If it's, if it's uh, relevant to HR talent and leaders, then we probably cover it. The HR podcast, the HR chat show started in 2016. And we've had around about 100,000 downloads so far and interviewed. Gosh, we've published, as we record this today, over 260 episodes and We've had folk on from HR tech companies like ADP, Ceridian, SAP, but also other amazing brands and organizations like United Nations and NASA and Simon Sinek. And I get to, I've got a wonderful job because I, I get to interview fantastic, interesting people like Ben and, uh, and others from these organizations I've just mentioned. And I just sit there and I learn and I try and absorb as much as possible. Uh, In addition, I'm also the co-founder of an event series for HR people called Innovate Work, and uh, that's now a global community, and we do events all around the world. Hmm. I did not realize that both of our podcasts started in 2016, so happy five-year anniversary whenever that's going to hit this year. I've already passed it, I don't know, but happy anniversary to you for for five years. That's, That's an accomplishment, and you are cranking it out at that pace, 260 plus episodes. That's incredible. Thank you. So you and I, you know, we're not on this bandwagon. We don't have these newfangled podcasts, Ben. We've been around for a while now. <laughs> we're, we're, we're established podcasters in, in the space. I don't know about you, but what I would say is it's definitely a labor of love for sure. It, it takes a while to, to get, a, get a show going and, and to attract the attention. But then once, once you do get that kind of momentum, then it, it snowballs and it means that you can just get better and better 
bigger name guests and the audience just increases at faster rates. And yeah, it's super fun, right? Absolutely. I don't have the benefit of a snazzy British accent to help me along. So I've got to, I've got to try to figure out some other way to, to compete and make it interesting and make it connect with people. So that's, that is really interesting. One of the things you touched on there at the end was the innovate work piece. And I'm also in the events world, both as a speaker and as a, an event producer. And so tell me about those events and what makes them interesting or unique for the audience. 100%. But before I do that, Ben, I need to take you off on one thing you just said there. Because in my opinion, as a guy with a dodgy British accent, I just feel that you've got a wonderful Southern accent. And I, I love it. And I could listen to that all day. So uh, <laughs> uh, don't be beating yourself up, sir, because you sound beautiful to us this side of the Atlantic. In, in, terms, of, in terms of Innovate work, yeah, so... Uh, I, I started that with, with my co-founder, a guy called Rob Catalano, a very handsome man who uh, runs a, a tech company called Work Tango, uh, which is all about employee communication and feedback and surveys and so on. Uh, we started Innovate Work back in 2017. And uh, very briefly, the, the backstory is he and I were at another event in Chicago. He was speaking there. I was covering it for the HR Gazette. We went out to an after party and got on very well. The occasional beer might have helped with that. I don't know. But then we, we got back to Toronto and we met up and we decided that there was an opportunity in, in Toronto, which for our listeners, it's the fourth biggest city in North America, by the way, Toronto. And it's a massive tech hub and there's loads going on there. So you should totally check it out. And we felt that there was an opportunity in Toronto to build up a community for, for HR people, for talent professionals and for leaders. And so we started those events in January of 2017 it was a very cold night in downtown Toronto we had about 75 people turn up and, and it grew from there and it quickly got to the point where we were doing a couple of uh, fairly large events for about 350 to 400 people twice a year at a venue downtown in, in Toronto and then we thought we're onto something here people love the, the content that we, we offer they love the speakers that, that we that we present so we, we took Innovate Work across Canada to Vancouver to Ottawa and some other places in Canada. And then 2020 was going to be the year then when uh, we were going to in-person take it uh, across the US, various oh. cities in the US, in Australia, uh, the UK, the Caribbean and elsewhere. But of course, COVID hit, we changed tack, we took everything online. So as it currently stands, we're doing online events all around the world in, in, in those regions I just mentioned there. And we've got plans to take it to Ireland, to other places in the EU and a couple of other regions later in 2021 and the, the whole premise is it's a community where people go to learn to collaborate and of course to to innovate that's a ton of fun i love that and one, i'm always a fan we've had a couple episodes in the last couple of years around innovation and i'm always a fan of encouraging and reminding and bringing some support to the hr community around innovation because it often feels like we're We've been expected to be a passive bystander while innovation happens. And, oh, when that happens, then we'll tell you, or we'll tell you how that impacts you, or we'll bring you into the loop later on. And I love the approach of saying, no, let's be the source of innovation. Let's bring that. I'm glad you, you dove into that a little bit, because I think that's a great reminder for everyone listening in, that we can do that. We can innovate. And there's some good content, some good encouragement, some good events that are out there to help you, remind you, reinforce that, and also use some good content and encouragement around that. That's tremendous. Yeah, thank you. Absolutely. Yeah. So uh, one of the things I wanted to talk to you about specifically, and I've, I've been curious about this ever since we first connected all this time ago, is you mentioned earlier this variety of things you've had your hands in for the last 
seven, almost 10 years, basically, and HR and talent from this unique perch or perspective. And I'm curious, did you have any sort of preconceived notions or things like that when you start said, hey, I want to get into HR space covering that for HR Gazette and other things? Did you have anything that you thought was true that turned out to be false or things that you thought were false that turned out to be true about the space? I was just generally curious about people that, that have that exposure and they didn't come into it in the same kind of path that I did. Yeah, absolutely. So I was a, a marketing guy, uh, an editorial guy who, who then jumped into the world of, of HR. And I, I admit that I had, I had my preconceptions of what an HR person is and what they do, that they do. And if I'm completely honest with you, some of that might have been shaped by Toby from the office as my only representation <laughs> up to that point of, of, of what an HR professional is and what they've done. And it's not a very flattering representation at all. But I quickly learned that HR is integral to all areas of the business. And I'm a strong believer that if you've got a fully functioning HR department, you will have a very powerful, very driven, very high-performing business because human resources is central to how we can firstly attract, how we can onboard, how we can train, how we can develop our people, how we can get them all rowing in the same direction. And to, to use a term from for one of my guests on the HR chat show, to, to really understand their personal why. That was from a, a chap called Stephen Chabletsky, who is from Simon Sinek. And Simon Sinek, as our listeners will be aware, he's, a, he's an optimist and uh, he's, a, he's an awesome guy. And, and he talks very much about your why. And without an HR department, I believe that employees couldn't really get to their why. They're, they're, they're the, the legacy that they want to be, leave behind when they look back on their careers. A lot of that is shaped by the company culture. It's shaped by the development opportunities that, that are presented to someone within a company. And that's all managed by the HR department. In conclusion, Ben, I came, I, I came into the world of HR with preconceptions of HR professionals perhaps being uh, timid and perhaps being siloed and, and, and uh, working within little boxes. And I quickly realized that your best companies, they just can't function without your best HR people. Mm, I love that. You used a word in there. I don't want to go back to it. You, you said legacy a minute ago. And I'm curious, I've been doing this a little bit of exploring in that area lately. I've got some new episodes coming out pretty soon on that topic because I'm curious about people and they're, they're thinking about what impact they're going to have and what impact they hope to have. Connecting completely that Simon Sinek piece, start with why. If what you what the end goal is going to be, what you want that to be, then you can work towards that. But if you have never stopped to think about it, then you're you're not going to hit it. So, what would you hope that your legacy is going to be after writing and sharing and connecting and doing all the work you've done in the last again nearly ten years? What do you hope that your legacy or your impact is going to be on our space? Oh man! Wow! What a question. What's going to be on my gravestone? Is that basically the question? <laughs> I'm not wishing um, you to be any closer to that gravestone, but <laughs> I'm curious what it would say. Um, the, 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 there was a Goonie. I don't know if uh, the listeners here are familiar with the Goonies, a British set of comedians from the like, 1970s. And one of them famously has on his uh, tombstone, I told you I was ill. So if, if I can't come up with something funny like that, I would love, when I look back on my career, that the people 
judged me and, and, and saw me as someone who firstly tried their best to, to present interesting, relevant, insightful content to help to educate the, the business community by bringing people together, by, by creating forums, whether that's in person or online events, for example, where, where they can share ideas and, and learn from each other. I'd, I'd, I'd be pretty happy if, if that was my legacy. Excellent. I didn't mean to take it like a now a dark path, but can I tell you what I would write on there for you? Just based on the, the limited exposure I've had to you so far, I would talk about that piece you're talking about there, that, that piece you, you brought up. It's about bringing some education. We know a, a rising tide lifts all ships. And when I think about the, the Toby example you mentioned a minute ago, that's the, a lot of the world's perception of HR or their immediate access and interaction with their their HR professional at their company, their organization might not have been a wonderful experience. And so they have this view of it based on that. And I take it as one of my missions to help share the stories of the positive, of the people doing it, of the people solving problems and doing great things. And I see that just based on the conversations you're having on the podcast, based on the things that you're writing on HR Gazette, that's the kind of thing thing that I see for you as well as you are bringing those stories out, not just to say, look at how great they are, because that's encouraging, but also to say, and you can be that great too. There's some inspiration wrapped into that. And that's what I would, if I'm, if you're going to let me write your gravestone for you, you're, that's what I would uh, tack on there as well. Thank you very much. I'll, I'll, um, I'll make a note in my will to my family to get in contact with you to help with the eulogy or at the very least some wording for my gravestone. Um, I'll say I'll good things. I'll say good things. <laughs> so you've spent this time and if we think about the different aspects of the work that you do and what you're touching, a lot of that comes back to this idea of community, building a community of, of readers for the site, building a community of participants in events, I'm curious, in the last year, a lot of companies have tried to build a community internally with their people, right? How do we make people feel connected and everything else? I'm curious, what has worked for you? Any advice around building a community of people that are engaged, that are connected, that are excited about what's happening? Wow. Okay. If we're talking specifically in the context of the last year, then it's a slightly different answer to, to how I otherwise would have addressed it because what's happened in the last year is huge and it's impacting everybody's lives, um, their work lives and, and their personal lives. So right now, in, in terms of growing and engaging a, a community of business people, so it's not just HR pros, of course, ta- talent leaders, leaders in, in other departments, it all, has to, it all has to link back to practical insights, practical takeaways about how, firstly, we, we can come through the, the current crisis and secondly, I think people have become more willing to open themselves up and to share what they're going through. So many of us right now are going through mental health issues, for example. So to answer your question, over the last year for, for, for engaging the community, it's keeping, keep, keeping fresh, keeping relevant. Every day is changing right now because... COVID means that you know, one, from one day to the next, things are different. But as part of that, if you really want to engage, if you really want that community to continue to grow and to continue to come back, you've, you've got to do it in a very human, human way. I'm with you on that one. That's one of the things I've said lately is this last year has helped us. I don't know why we got away from it, but it's helped us to see people as individuals again. 
as, as humans and we, we don't just gloss over things as quickly as we used to. And that's hopefully going to be a lingering positive consequence of this or positive after effect of everything we've gone through is that we take the time to actually look at people as people instead of making assumptions or, or leaving things to chance. We're, we're going to dive into those things. Okay. So I've got, uh, I think one more question for us before we start getting ready to wrap up. And I'm curious, again, you're talking to so many people, not just in HR, I'm going to pick on science in it because you just mentioned his name a minute ago, but people outside of HR, they're leading thinkers in our space. And so I'm curious, you've got so many different things you can pull from. What are, do you, oh, goodness, follow one on that one. What do you think the future of HR holds? Right? What does the future hold for HR to turn that around? What does the world of work going to look like? What sort of things do you think the people listening to this need to know about what's coming ahead so they can be ready for it? I, I, I think, geez, we could do a whole episode just on this. But <laughs> so, so some key things to think about are it ain't going away. People, it, it won't necessarily be Arnold Schwarzenegger as the Terminator coming after you, but AI machine learning is here to stay and it will continue to augment and in many cases replace jobs. You need to know that to stay relevant, you've got to you've got to upskill. You've got to be willing to take on uh, new responsibilities, and you've got to you've got to embrace the AI fuel changes. If you like, that's something which throughout the 2020s, uh, it's just going to become more and more prevalent. And I I also would add to that, uh, I, I think a lot of companies have used the last 12 months or so uh, since COVID hit as an opportunity to future-proof their organisations, which means perhaps those folk who are lucky enough to be going back into roles who were perhaps furloughed for quite some time, their roles will be very different now. So it's even more important to upskill and, and to find ways to, to adapt and um, to leverage the, the new augmentation that's happening with their roles. Next, I'd say the rise of the gig workforce. You know, that's not going anywhere either. It's just going to continue to get bigger and, and the impact on company culture, on, on how and how one uh, finds their why, going back to that conversation again, the, the impact there from having a blended workforce of, of gig workers and traditional folk who are on the payroll, uh, that's going to that's be huge. So I think embrace that, but also maybe try to understand how that can affect your company culture, because it's going to be a big change when you've got folk who you're never going to be working with in, in person, even when you've got the opportunity to do so, because perhaps they're in another country or, or they've got other gigs going on. Something else I'd mention would be the fact that we're working from home and that ain't going to be going away then. 27% of office-based employees post-COVID will continue to work from home all of the time and 50% will be working from home at least some of the time, at least a couple of days a week. So that's a big change for how we interact with folk, how we collaborate with folk. It's a massive change for challenge for the HR department of course how do you create a cohesive uh, company culture when you've got uh, that gig workforce that we mentioned a minute ago but also ongoing remote workers yeah I, I guess those are the three big things that that the future holds for HR and, and more generally for the world of work excellent so I'm gonna I'll do the plug for you so you don't have to before you do the intro or how to connect with you I'll say if you want to stay plugged into those things you're listening to this and you're like yeah, I know some of that, but I also don't know some of that. Those things Bill's talking about here, the work that he does, the, the, the writing he does, insightful, will give you some good tips and suggestions and again, stories around those kinds of things he's talking about. So you can stay plugged in and stay up to date on that because I, I truly believe what you said earlier about having a functional HR organization 
that becomes a competitive advantage when a company has a, a team that isn't just skilled, but is also thinking about what's next, preparing themselves and always learning and growing and getting ready for whatever that challenge is going to be, whether it's an HR challenge or a business challenge or a, a human challenge, like in the last year. So they're tackle those things. So if someone is listening to this bill and they're curious, they want to know more about you and the work that you're doing, what's the best way to connect? It ain't TikTok. I'm not that cool. But if you want, if you, if you want to try LinkedIn, uh, you can definitely check me on LinkedIn. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty active there. If you want to email me, you can do so at bbannon at hr-gazette.com. Uh, I'd encourage you to check out the HR Gazette. Uh, we, we're always publishing new posts and two or three HR chats, podcast interviews each week. Please also do check out innovatework.co. Uh, we have events happening all the time as we record this while this interview today. We've got events coming up in the Caribbean, on the East Coast, and the Rockies over the course of the next couple of months. I'd love to see some of you there. And one other event that I'm involved with, which is happening in April, is, is an event called the, the Employee Benefits Superhero Symposium. And you can learn more about that one by just uh, going to the HR Gazette or indeed just going to Eventbrite. You'll, you'll find it there. Tremendous. Thank you so much for joining me, Bill. I've really enjoyed this, learning more about you and your background and the, the work that you're doing. I, I had a little narrow understanding of that. And today, I, I really got a, a better picture of it. And it's so much fun to see someone, even you didn't start out in HR, right? You didn't, that is not your traditional kind of background, but you're still bringing a lot of passion to the space and educating a lot of people. And I appreciate what you're doing. And I, I appreciate you. This has been awesome. Ben, you do some fantastic work. So I guess just keep doing what you're doing in your beautiful Southern accent because it's wonderful. And, uh, and to all Ben's listeners, check out HR Chat episode 263 with Ben, which is part one of this conversation. Excellent. I'll make sure and get that one in the show notes as well as your LinkedIn and HR Gazette and all those other good things. I appreciate you again. To everybody else, thank you for joining us on We're Only Human today. Stay plugged in. Keep, your, keep yourself sharp. And we will catch you next time. Thank you so much for joining me on the show today. I'm honored to have you as a listener. If you enjoyed this episode, please take 10 seconds to rate it at iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your podcast. Also, if you know a friend that could benefit from today's conversation, please pass it their way. After all, a rising tide lifts all ships. To see show notes, sponsor information, and our full show archives, visit OnlyHumanShow.com. 